I've been dating a woman for a few months now. We both have a profound love for Jesus, but at the same time, struggle with chastity in our relationship, which means that they are pushing physical boundaries beyond what they said they originally wanted to do. Time and time again, we've promised to one another that we'll try harder, but end up falling again, failing again. We end up failing again. Ooh, that's an important word. Do you have any advice? Okay. I want to start by saying the desire that you have for each other for physical intimacy, and if we're just going to call it like it is, the desire you have to have sex with each other is good and beautiful and holy. It is a good thing that you desire union with the other person. Wait, what? I think that there are a lot of people in my generation and below grew up on this... Um, like scare tactic, abstinent sex education, if you will. So like don't have sex because you'll get pregnant. It'll, be, it'll totally ruin your life. There's a lot of problems with it. One problem is that it communicates that the desires themselves are bad. And so when you find yourself in a relationship and you genuinely love the person and you have this desire to give yourself to them physically – you start to think that that desire is bad or you've thought the whole time that that desire is bad. That is a lie. That is a lie, lie, lie. That desire was given to you by God because sexual intimacy communicates something very particular about who God is and the plans that he has for you. As a clinician, as a marriage and family therapist, when people come to me and they don't have that desire, we start exploring the traumas that led to that. It is not a normal healthy thing to not desire those things. I first want to affirm that the desire is a good thing. I also want to affirm the desire to not act on those because whether you know it or not, you know, again, with this like absence-based education thing that doesn't communicate the fullness of the truth, people don't understand why they have these desires and they don't understand why they're waiting for marriage. And the reason that you wait to have sex in God's design is because sex is so good and beautiful and holy and it communicates something really specific that it demands a reverence. And that reverence is when you are in a relationship where you have vowed that you are there freely, you're going to give yourself totally, you're going to be faithful to each other, and you have the potential for fruitfulness. That's the language that the body speaks. This is probably not exactly what they were wanting. I do want to affirm these things, and I think they matter, but I don't think this is what they want. I think they want advice for how to not continue to kind of push those physical boundaries. And I do have some suggestions. The first one is, as soon as you fall, as soon as you push that boundary, so like the next day, go on a date to the sacrament of reconciliation. <laughs> like together, as soon as you guys can, go before the Lord and apologize to him and make amends, right? And, and pledge to begin again. The grace of the sacrament is real. Make it a point together to come before the Lord and to recognize in humility, Lord, I need you. I need you. And I need your grace to do this. And I want to affirm the goodness of my sexuality and thank you for this gift and thank you for this desire and thank you that this is showing me that this is someone that I want to marry, but also please give me the grace to uphold my dignity and uphold her dignity and be able to live according to your design. Number two, circumstances really matter. So you guys know that there are certain times where it's more tempting to push those boundaries. So I want you to sit together, go out to dinner, 
go to coffee somewhere public and talk through the situations where you find yourself in this. Is it when you're watching movies? Is it you go out and you come back home and you intend to like read a book together or play a game together or watch a movie together, but you end up doing this? Is it in someone's bedroom because you're in an apartment you share with other people so the only private place you have is your room and the only seating in your room is your bed and then next thing you know, there you go. What environment is it that this is happening? Because probably there's consistency and I'm gonna ask you once you figure it out to just not put yourself there anymore. So scripture talks about if, you know, my eye causes me to sin, pluck it out. Okay, if the bed causes you to sin, don't go there anymore. You may need one week, two weeks, three months, six months, I don't know, of not being in that environment and going on dates in a different way uh, in order to break the habit. While you guys are taking a break from whatever environment is setting you up to push those limits, I have a free ebook that I think you should read. Um, it's for people at the beginning of a relationship, but really, if you haven't talked about these things before you're engaged, it works at any point in the relationship. I'm really proud of it. I'm really excited that I have this for you guys. So download this ebook, go to a coffee shop, 10 different times and one time each, go through each of the questions and have these conversations. Now, I'm not saying it's you do that in order to white knuckle your way through it. We want authentic freedom. The word the church uses for that freedom is chastity in an actual, the actual sense, not chastity as equated to abstinence, but chastity in the true meaning, which is the integration of sexuality within the person, which means you are not completely controlled by your sexual desires. You're not pulled um, hither and yon by your sexual desires, and they're integrated within your entire person. So that's the goal. But we also want to get you some momentum in breaking this habit and beginning new habits. So maybe your dates include going on walks. I'm from Texas. Right now I live in Pennsylvania, but I'm from Texas, and I know it's 100 degrees outside, and you know what? It's worth it. It would be better to walk in 100 degrees and be like sweating uh, or if you're in the freezing cold and be cold, then it would be to put yourself in a bedroom and fall into this temptation. So go outside, go on walks, do active dates together, go bowling, go golfing, go running together. I don't, I don't know, find something that you like to do and go do it out of the house. And you will probably need some consistent amount of time before you put yourself back in the situation. But then of course, eventually try to put yourself in that situation. And hopefully you will be in a place where you are stronger. Here are two things that you can do when you find yourself back in that situation after you've had a bit of detox um, and time away from each other. Number one, be very honest and communicating with each other. So I am a big fan of talking through these sorts of things um, when it comes to your sexuality and your body. So you can, however you guys wanna do it, basically some form of, I'm aroused right now, we have to stop. That sentence, I would love it if every couple could say that sentence without like twitching. You know, like it's important to be able to communicate I've hit my limit. And being able to say the word arousal can be very helpful because it's kind of jarring for people, like both the sayer and the listener. The second thing is posture matters. So my rule of thumb is only one person is allowed to be horizontal at a time or said a different way, someone always has to be vertical. If both of you are laying down, watching a movie, cuddling on a bed, um, lounging, taking a nap, whatever, that is a recipe for pushing physical boundaries, right? Because snuggling is not that far from being on top of each other. Give me that Christian side hook, that Christian side if one of you though is vertical, it's gonna be a lot harder to find yourself in a compromising situation. So that is my rule of thumb. One person be vertical. <laughs> when you guys are in a situation where you are in a place where in the past you have engaged in more physical intimacy than is appropriate. So ultimately what I want you to, to hold on to is that those desires are a good thing and the desire to be close to the person is a good thing. Um, 
but it's also a very good thing to know that it's not upholding anyone's dignity to act on that before you guys are married. So pray for the grace, um, set up good habits, take a break from what you've been doing, um, do something different and one person vertical at all times. <laughs> I hope this has been helpful. Um, what a joy. Please send in more questions if you have them. I would love, love, love to answer the specific things that you guys are wanting. Um, make sure that you like and subscribe and hit the notification bell. And until next time, stay close to the heart of Jesus and be not afraid. Bye.